Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. This would be hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Show, hello, is what I'm trying to say. Hello. I made it through the weekend without eating any uh, leftover bite-sized, fun-sized Halloween candy bars. Which was uh, remarkable because uh, it was tough. We had a bunch of it left over. So, anyway, hope you had a good weekend uh, with your families. And um, I'm uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving uh, is my favorite holiday. It has always been my favorite holiday. I know Christmas is a big deal. I love me some Christmas. Don't get me wrong. There's just something about uh, Thanksgiving. And, and most of it, I think, is because, um, well, you know, God's involved. And, uh, and uh, my family, some of the greatest memories of my life were Thanksgiving. No gift giving required. Just... Love and happiness and college football and food and gratefulness for what you got, even when you don't got a lot. Because, <laughs> you know, there have been many times. Thanksgiving was like a big deal for me, you know, because, I don't know, all of our relatives got together. We had, the, the, we had like so many folding card tables for the children that, you know, it, it, there was like one adult table and then they were just everybody else was scattered. <laughs> we get 45 people. 45 to 50 people at our Thanksgiving. And my mother would not let anybody in the kitchen. She did it all herself. It was remarkable. It was remarkable. I'll, I'll tell you about it sometime. But it was uh, something. And no booze. We didn't drink. We didn't drink. I know, honestly, Irish Catholic, well, at least part of the family was Irish Catholic. The other part were not. But, you know, no booze on Thanksgiving. We just didn't do it. We just, just loved being with each other. It was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. So a um, couple of things going on. A couple of uh, uh, northern European nations have agreed to work together to make expelling immigrants or migrants with no legal right to stay. Uh, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden announced uh, a new agreement on Tuesday last week. They're going to combine their efforts for moving uh, migrants. Uh, and a lot of these people are radical Islamists, by the way. As well as working together to get illegal migrants out of their nations and back to their countries of origin, the group also said they would launch a joint initiative to help migrants who had left their homes and made it far as North Africa, their embarkation point. So they're basically saying, uh, no, these, uh, the Swedish government is uh, looking at how the Danish government has worked with both fighting organized crime but also on migrant issues. These sentiments are spreading across Europe because they're seeing the uh, destruction and also the rise of radical Islamists in countries, their own neighborhoods, their own Chaz zones. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're just like Chaz zones. They don't allow the police in and they live by their own rules and they frequently are terroristic. Then there's, listen to this, Emile Macron and Fromage, the uh, leader of France. He's the president of France. Uh, he is calling for a ruthless approach to extremism. Uh, French secretary uh, school, uh, secondary schools held a minute of silence uh, uh, on Monday after a teacher was killed by a former pupil in the government called an Islamic uh, terror attack, prompting Emmanuel Macron to call for a ruthless approach toward extremism. Huh. And in the meantime, in the United States of America, a non-organic, astroturf, violent, radical, 
anti-Semitic movement has been unveiled and unleashed on America. This is in Washington, D.C. Now, you may recall a couple years ago, some peaceful protesters tried to come to Washington, D.C. like they did in Ottawa, Canada. They were a group of hard-working truckers who've been impacted by Joe Biden's economy. And you know what they did in Washington, D.C.? The police kept them from exiting the exits into the district. They shut down their protests, but somehow allowed this to happen. This is the holy war. It's the Intifada. It's to kill the Jews. This isn't about uh, Palestinians being uh, I- innocent uh, Palestinians being hurt by Israel's retaliation for the Hamas terrorist attack on October the 7th. This is their trigger to start an international movement to kill all the Jews. That's what it's about, guys. It almost sounds like he's saying empty, empty father, because he's like empty father, empty father. if the FBI is going to track the cell devices for all of those people who uh, not only tried to break down the barrier surrounding the White House like they did, like Antifa and Black Lives Matter did in the summer of 2020 before they went over and tried to burn down St. John's Church and they still haven't found the person who did that even though they could easily find their their cell phone data. Same goes with these uh, jackweeds in Washington, D.C. Here they are at the gate of the White House trying to tear down the gate of the White House uh, screaming uh, at the Secret Service that they're bleeping cowards and then screaming Allah U Akbar, which is what uh, terrorists always shout before they commit an act of extreme violence and loss of innocent life. This isn't free speech. This is terror. Every one of these people who are here, uh, not as citizens of the country, who are here on student visas, they need to be removed from the country. I don't give a crap. Pack your stuff in a box. Get your ass back to where you came from. This stuff ends. It's time for the adults to take charge. And I'm doing this for my my Jewish brothers and sisters, my Israeli brothers and sisters, because right now they're scared on America's campuses. And nobody's giving a crap about them. And they're frightened in the city of New York. And they're being told literally on campuses that they shouldn't go to the Jewish community center or the Jewish dining hall for fear that they might be injured. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? This has to end. These children need to be spanked. This is really serious. This is not about uh, freedom of speech. This is about terror. That's what this is about. It is a racist movement. And for all of you, you idiots who said, oh, Charlottesville's the worst thing in the world. You had 50,000 times what Charlottesville ever dreamed of in D.C. over the weekend. And here is Kamala Harris defending these people just like she did all the terrorists the summer of 2020. They're just protesting. That's all they're doing. Well, let me say I do understand their concerns. And I will never attempt to, to stifle 
or silence young people from expressing um, their concerns. That is the part of what that is part of what we do in the. Democracy. It isn't addressing their concerns. It's calling for the destruction of Israel and all of its inhabitants to be murdered. Is allow that to occur. Uh, my position on the issue remains, as I've repeated now a couple of times. But um, it is important that we create environments for our young leaders to express themselves. And for the United States, that we will continue to honor the importance of, of the Palestinian people and their right to self-determination. There you go. Well, you know what? They could have a right to self-determination if they didn't keep murdering the Jews like they did on October the 7th. So all of that stuff's out of the window when you support a barbaric attack like hasn't been seen on the earth since the 7th century. You see, then all that ends. All of that crap ends. And then, and then of course, you know that uh, uh, Kamala Harris uh, made a big to-do about the uh, uh, task force to stop all the anti-Islamic violence around the country, which isn't happening. And Corinne Jean-Pierre ignored anti-Semitism to spout off about all the anti-Islamic violence that's happening. And it's not. Um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden... Under okay, that's a lie. Why is she lying? Why is Kamala Harris saying of anti-Israel protests that foment violence and want to erase Israel from the planet, she says that's just self-expression, we should let them kids do it. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has let thousands of illegals, millions of illegals come across the southern border, and they're estimating up to maybe 80,000 potential terrorists came across the southern border in the last three years it's like maybe i don't know they're not on our side and then you see this anti-semitism has risen by a staggering 388 percent across america since october the 7th new stats reveal as an anti-defamation league uh, says it's being normalized well not where i come from it ain't never going to be normal Joseph, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, who's a director of the Advocacy Project, told the Sunday, uh, what was it, he was on uh, MSNBC, that his group has seen attacks on everyday businesses that are run by Jewish people, in addition to attacks on individuals and places of worship. This kind of happened, I think, in Germany a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Anti-Semitism has been intensifying and increasing. We've seen it normalized. And from the far right and the hard left, no, it's not coming from the far right, it's coming from the hard left. It is. Nice try, though. Nice try, though. Uh, it looks like the ADL Center on Extremism and Preliminary Data showed 312 reported U.S. anti-Semitic attacks from October 7th through the 23rd, my birthday. 190 were linked directly between the uh, war between Israel and Hamas, and none of them were anti-Islamic. So why is the United States going down this road? Well, maybe, like I said, it's, uh, they're not on our side. Listen to this. <clears throat> Barack Obama says all of us are to blame for the conflict unfolding in Gaza. No, we're not. No, 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 no. No, see, Gaza is, is, uh, has not been occupied since Israel since 2005. Israel withdrew its uh, soldiers and civilians uh, disengaged, and they wanted to reduce the violence in the region. But what happened was, is we sent Hamas billions of dollars. They built a series of underground tunnels, enriched themselves, become billionaires, some of them. And didn't do anything for their people. And then they convinced the, uh, the uh, Palestine people, that, uh, or the Gaza people, 
to uh, teach their children that the Jews are evil and all that stuff. Yeah. But Barack Obama is trying this thing. It's moral relativism is what it's called. He says that we are all to blame with regard to this. And uh, that is absolutely not the case. This is solely on radical Islam. But this is what uh, Barack Obama does, doesn't he? Here's Jim Gossett as Barack Obama. Barack Obama has no shame no, not really. on Israel. I lay the blame. Their president... I will defame. On my side, will defend. This is why Jews are leaving the Democrat Party. Even friends can't understand. They scratch their heads when I demand that Israel give up its land. I've never been their friend. Mistakes were made on both sides now. Ha! To prove that's true. I don't know how Hamas attacks, I don't recall. I don't like Israel at all. I don't know how you're saying that. All my buddies on the Gaza Strip, yes we can. Uh Uh-huh. You know, uh, he sat in a uh, black nationalist um, uh, church for 20 years who uh, preached anti-Semitism. Rashida Tlaib claims that the phrase from the river to the sea is about freedom and human rights and a peaceful coexistence. Yeah, and Achtung Juden means, hey, buddy. <laughs> Rashida Tlaib, I've, yeah. now do you kind of wonder about censuring her? Maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene wasn't extreme. Rashida Tlaib, uh, she, she, she said that uh, uh, from the river to the sea, which is typically regarded as an anti-Semitic call, uh, call to wipe out the Jewish state of Israel, she says it's an inspirational or aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence. Yeah, yeah, and they expect us to believe that. Do you? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Again, stay focused. The American people are not behind this. The American people are behind the Jewish people, and they're against the direction this country is going in because of Joe Biden. You gotta stay focused. You gotta stay focused. And to those, to those uh, protesters who are, you know, able to go to uh, sycophantic or uh, or friendly places, uh, take your anti-Israel, anti-USA protests to uh, the hood, or to. A small town. I think it was Jason Aldean who said, try that in a small town. See what it gets you. Well, it won't get them anything. It'll get their asses kicked. Because they like sucker punches. They don't like it when we punch back. It's time to punch back. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down... Get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, 800-922-6680 is the the call. This is uh, Barack Obama talking about the uh, Israel... Hamas conflict. I want you to listen. This is a uh, this is a textbook uh, case of uh, uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook. If there's any chance of us being able to act constructively to do something, it will require an admission of complexity. What? And maintaining 
what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas. Oh, boy. That, that what Hamas did was horrific, and there's no justification for it? Yeah, well, that's fairly obvious. And what is also true is that the, the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. No, 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 not at all. You're wrong. It's not. They've had autonomy in Gaza since 2005. Israel pulled out. They just made paradise into a crap hole. That's the problem. You can't straddle the fence on this one, bud. I hate to tell you this. Yeah. Oh, and this is this is something. Now, this is something I think is really special. And here's the thing: the even even the hood recognizes that the Democrat Party has abandoned them, and that Barack Obama is nothing more than an elite. Even the hood knows that Barack Obama hasn't done anything for Black America. But listen to a Barack Obama who who literally is worth hundreds of millions of dollars for doing nothing. He never made anything, built anything. He's just being paid by Hollywood types who want to kiss his rear end. He's just getting paid for speeches and books nobody reads and, and podcasts nobody listens to, among other things. And here he is talking about America's excesses of capitalism. But just because an economic system generates wealth and innovation doesn't mean it guarantees a good society. Because from the outset, turns out market-based systems have been compatible with slavery, caste systems, colonialization, Oh, War, boy. exploitation, wow. corruption. He's still spewing this, uh, this uh, academic gobbledygook. Fraud, autocracy. You, you think that the government isn't filled with that? Dear God, are you serious? Poisoning of our natural environment. Fortunately, thanks to the accumulated efforts, bit by bit, bit, by bit. reformers and organizers and visionaries not so different from many of you, some, mostly Democratic governments, began to recognize the need to moderate capitalism's excesses. Capitalism's excesses that have got him a Martha's viewered, a Vineyard home with acres of land and a place in Hawaii. They tore down the mansion that was there for uh, Magnum P.I. Remember that where uh, Robin Masters, what her name was? Yeah, he tore that down to build it. He's got his own septic system. He's got massive tanks uh, for uh, natural gas storage. Did you know that? Yeah. And it's right there on the seashore that he says is going to be covered with water because of global warming and he's talking about the excesses of capitalism <laughs> this is just hilarious this is absolutely uh this is absolutely hilarious just uh laughable if it weren't so darn funny now coming up we've got uh, uh, some great audio uh donald trump and a bunch of republican candidates spoke in uh in florida over the weekend of this florida freedom summit chris christie uh got called out he was uh, he was not too happy about it so we're going to get to uh, some of the audio from that uh also uh, uh asa hutchinson uh, spoke at the uh, at the event in uh, in florida and we'll get to uh, some of the audio on that uh and then also coming up we're going to be talking to a gentleman his name barack lurie don't be worried. It's okay. Just got the name. Barack Lurie is a trial attorney, radio host, and he's written this book called Keeping the Kids All Right, How to Empower Your Kids Against the Leftist Agenda Without Homeschooling. Without homeschooling. We're also going to talk about uh, Hamas, Israel, Biden, China, all of that stuff uh, on the way as well. And, uh, and then also uh, a report coming from uh, Towson University in, in Baltimore where anti-Semitism has raised its ugly head and uh, people are about done with it. So we're going to get to all of that in your phone calls. The number is 800-922-6680. 
you want to comment on, on any of those things, this, my friends, is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Got a special guest, Barack Lurie, coming up in a second. I want to play something real quick before we do that. This is John Huddy. He is on the scene in Israel with Newsmax. John Huddy is uh, a reporter. He's got two young kids at home. And this is, uh, this is what's happening to him as he was uh, nearly hit by a missile this weekend. Yeah. Okay, we just got incoming rocket. Get down. Let's get down here. Oh, right on top of us. Stand by. Okay, that's another one. Wow. There's your helmet. We have incoming rocket fire. Two of them just... Okay. You Okay. Well, geez, that was quick. That was faster than I thought. So we yeah. just had incoming rockets. Stand by. I think they want right? a ceasefire. Okay, I, think the, I think Hamas just wants a ceasefire. I'm sure. I was literally going to show you guys. A humanitarian pause. Where the rocket hit on Friday. Doesn't sound like a pause. While we were here in Starot. Let's go see if anybody's... A, Everybody's hurt. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, John Huddy of Newsmax, uh, you know, keep him in your prayers. I, uh, I'm glad he's there, but I'm, I, you know, it just, uh, what, I, I can't even imagine. The, you, you, uh, the Institute of Journalism is so, the, just telling the truth means so much that you'd risk your life for it. And I give the man credit for doing that. And there are others over there doing it as well. Uh, Barack Lurie is a trial attorney. Radio host, thank you very much. Wrote this book called Keeping the Kids All Right, How to Empower Your Children Against the Leftist Agenda Without Homeschooling. And he's on the Newsmax Hotline. How you doing this Monday, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much Robert, for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's fascinating. We need to make sure our kids are right at the same time. Yeah, you know, we've seen a great backlash against uh, CRT, against uh, this transgender nonsense in schools. Uh, the fight is not over, but it looks like we are making some headway. Uh, where do you suppose we are right now uh, with regard to not only the exposure of this leftist Marxist crap in your schools, but fighting back? And, and, and obviously, you're a, you know, a parent who knows a lot about this, uh, keeping your kids from being indoctrinated. Go right ahead, my friend. The most important thing that we parents can do for our kids. But it's great that there's 
against CRT and such, but we, we as parents cannot wait for someone else to do the job for us. We have to be involved with the kids from the very get-go in the beginning. It's just a lot easier than we that's Barack, I, Barack, your phone is really being weird. Can we? Uh, uh, can you find a better place to be, or can we hang up and call again? Uh, you're, yeah. you're correct. Can you? Are you in a? Are you in a? Where are you? Can you talk to me right now? Give me a test if you've moved, and if not, we'll call yeah. you back. Try now. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, All right, we'll, we'll we'll try, and we'll see how it goes. Keep going with your thought, and if the phone gives you problems, we'll have you hang up and call again. Okay. Sounds great. Okay, go ahead. All right, so uh, I was saying that uh, parents really have a very easy job if they want to teach their kids uh, about this. They just have to get there very early. That the, that we all know what the schools are going to be teaching our kids, right? It's, why, why would we wait for the onslaught to happen? Why not teach our kids ahead of time what is going to happen? And we're going to tell them about the transgender stuff and treat it in a mocking sort of way. Same thing with global warming. Same thing with uh, America somehow being a racist country. Same thing about somehow dismissing religion, Christianity, and Judaism altogether. So these are opportunities for us to talk about how silly it is to have this uh, this approach that these schools are taking. So for my own kids, for example, then I guess this makes me a teacher, man, because I do that every day. Holy crap! I should have I should have homeschooled my kids because I do this every day on the radio. This oh, is crazy. It's not even homeschooling. It's not even. You don't even have to homeschool. My whole point in my book is that you can send your kids to public schools and your kids will be strong. They will not bend to this nonsense. I, I actually make the metaphor of making your kids like those hurricane hunter planes that go through hurricanes. Yeah. They're totally unfazed. That's the way you should make your kids. And it's very easy to do. All you need is 10 minutes a day. Just talk to them about the issues. Make fun of the issues. And, you know, talk to little Johnny and say, you, you think that, you could someone become a girl. What do you think about that, Johnny? And he'll say, "Of course, that's absurd, Dad." And you'll be right. And he'll be yeah. right. Well, you're not. And you're not ridiculing the kids. You're not ridiculing the kids. That's the most important thing. Because if you ridicule your kid, if you say to your kid, "Well, you're stupid for believing that," they will immediately just side with it. If you can, you can say, "You really believe that?" Okay, all right. Tell your daughter. Then let's arm wrestle. You know, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, I, you know, but what about this? Let me ask you about this, because we have seen um, a rise. Well, it wasn't since October the 7th. It's been there. It just was unmasked since October the 7th. This massive anti-Semitism uh, movement across the country that is embedded in higher education. Now, I said the other day, I said, you should, as a parent, not have to expect that your child will go off to college and come back an America-hating leftist who hates the family, he hates his gender or her gender, he hates the country, he thinks communism is great, he thinks Hamas is great. I said, if your kid comes back after that first semester and says that, you say, okay, have fun paying for your your education, because I'm out. Uh, what do you do I about agree, I agree with that. what do you do? What do you say after all of this crap? You, I mean, that universities around the country, uh, Jewish students are being harassed, having to lock themselves in libraries. What do you say to those kids? What do you say to your college kid who uh, who is uh, going off to school and learning apparently now anti-Semitism? Well, first of all, uh, look, I'm Jewish myself, and not only that, but I'm Israeli. I was actually born in the town of Ashkelon, which is being uh, bombarded uh, night and day. Uh, in Israel right now. So I know it. We're very intimate with it. Uh, we talk about the glory of Israel. We talk about how amazing Israel is and how America, amazing America is, for that matter. Uh, and, and they know. So 
that when they go to college, they will be confronted with this thing. Uh, my kids are, are young enough now that they, none of them are yet in college. So I'm teaching them. I'm getting ahead of this. And that's the whole point of my book is to get ahead of these very important issues so that they can go to college and not be faced. Look, I went to Stanford back in the 80s, and it was very liberal back then as well. Uh, and I came out more conservative than ever. Why? Because my parents were way ahead of the game, and they told me that these things would happen. And they were right, and I came out laughing at the, the leftists out there. I, I saw how ignorant they were. And that's what you got to do with your kids. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we're talking to Barack Lurie, a radio host, got this book called Keeping the Kids All Right, How to Empower Your Children Against the Leftist Agenda. You're an Israeli Jew in America, and you've seen the last three weeks, this weekend, massive 100,000 people in Washington, D.C., screaming things like Allahu Akbar and Antifada, Antifada. How do you, I want to know what you think, because this had to be, a bit of a surprise for you, even if you've been studying this. You, as an as Israeli Jew, what does this say to you? It's horrifying, and I'll say even now that, that it was extremely demoralizing. I, I, had, I always knew that there was anti-Semitism throughout the world, and to a lesser extent in America, but apparently you scratch the surface, and it's right there. Um, and it's, again, people are feeling very emboldened, most vile anti-Semitic things. Uh, you know, I, I gas the Jews, I've heard. Uh, yes. River to the sea uh, means that they want the utter destruction of Israel, which is our, our homeland. This is, a, this is what makes Jews safe in the world. Uh, and it, it is terrifying. I, I must say that I was caught quite a bit surprised. I didn't realize it was that deep and that people are that ignorant when it comes to Israel. They, they have no idea. I mean, I guess that's the, the issue, Rob, is that I didn't realize the extent of ignorance among uh, fellow Americans. Most of them don't even know what apartheid is, let alone that somehow Israel is an apartheid country. Really? They have no idea how big Israel is. They have no idea that Israel is the only democracy in, in the Middle East. They have no idea that the, ratio, the population ratio between Arabs versus Jews is 100 to 1. They have no idea, no idea that the land ratio is about 400 to 1. They have zero idea about what happens to you if you go into Gaza or the West Bank and you're gay or trans, you will die. Yes. They have no idea about this. And yet these idiots, uh, lesbians and gays for Hamas, uh, you know, for, for Gaza. Gaza. Really? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Did you see well, that? Uh, the, did did, did you see? Of the world. I'm very, very, uh, not gay capital, what am I saying? I'm saying they're very tolerant of gays. I mean, it's, it's a great I don't think, place. I don't, I don't know if Israel is the most fabulous place in the world, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure they got some great oh, shows. It's pretty fabulous. <laughs> I've been there 20 times. I, I love it there. It is a fantastic place. To look, right now, it's a difficult challenge. But uh, I'm telling but you. But when you look, but Barack, Barack, when you, when you look into Gaza from Israel, you, you, since right. 2005, Israel's been out of there. Uh, uh, people from Gaza coming to Israel to work. Israel, no Israel, a Jewish person would go into Gaza right now. They wouldn't do it. That's right. Because uh, they would be summarily murdered. But what do you what do you know? You know, having been there 20 times, when you see Gaza, tell everybody how they feel about Jews in Gaza, the Palestinian people, the glorious, the downtrodden uh, people of of, uh, of Gaza under the leadership of Hamas. Please tell us how accepting yeah, and wonderful they are. Go ahead. What if, if you were anything other than Muslim, uh, it, it's, it's difficult being a Muslim itself. I mean, if you're a woman uh, Muslim, good luck there. Uh, you're a second-class citizen, if not a fourth-class citizen. 
then if you are anything other than Muslim, especially if you're a Jew, you are dead instantly. You'll be uh, you know, dragged through the streets. There's no issue that that will happen. Nobody would even think anything otherwise. Uh, they, they teach their children to hate Israel and to hate all Jews everywhere in the world. They, you know, unfortunately, a lot of their religious texts teach them that it's a good thing to, to murder Jews. So, no, it's, it's a pretty horrific situation. Meanwhile, on the other side of the line, in Israel, 20% of the population uh, of Israelis, I'm not talking about just people visiting, Israelis are Muslim. And they are Arab Muslims and Israeli citizens, full citizenship rights. They are in the Supreme Court. They're doctors. They're lawyers. There's uh, no discrimination against them whatsoever. It's a thriving country that is ultimately more multicultural, if you want to use that word, or diverse than America is. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it, anyone who says what they say about Israel has clearly never been there. As soon yeah. as people actually go there to visit, then they realize how wrong they are. Yeah. It's just an now, amazing, uh, phenomenon. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Rashida Tlaib claims that yeah. the phrase, from the river to the sea, uh, she is claiming that uh, this is a, uh, a sign of an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence. What do you have to say as a, an Israeli Jew about that expression? Do you, do you believe that that expression is uh, an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence, or is she lying? Yeah, uh, she she is lying. She knows better than that. I think uh, somebody like an AOC, by contrast, may be stupid enough to actually believe that. But Rashid does believe she actually knows what she's talking about, and she's trying to make it sound like it's something else. It's the same thing when people said that uh, Islam means internal struggle uh, yes. for yourself. It doesn't mean that. It, it means surrender. It, it means a lot of things, but it doesn't mean internal struggle. Uh, and and that is a big problem. They also uh, re recharacterize all sorts of other issues as well. Uh, they they recharacterize history. They just completely apartheid is a good example. They claim that Israel is an apartheid country. We talked about that in a, a, a bit ago. But they they simply know the river to the sea, and it's always meant we want to destroy Israel. That that's from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Guess what's in between there, Rob? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's Israel. They yep. want it all. And, and it's interesting that, that they don't say anywhere in their protests, we're for the two-state solution, we're for the two-state solution. No, they say river to the sea over and over again. I'd be careful about that, because the last time that the Jews went through the sea, it drowned a whole lot of Egyptians. You know, that happened a while back. Uh, Barack Lori, thanks for joining me today, man. I'd love to have you back on to talk about this again. The book is called Author, it's called Keeping the Kids All Right, How to Empower Your Children from the Leftist Agenda Without Homeschooling. I do appreciate it. Where can people find you on social media, my friend? Oh, uh, BarackLurie.com, uh, or on Facebook, uh, The Barack Lurie Show, and of course on Amazon. All right, my friend. Take care of yourself. This is what happens, you bet, this is what happens when a uh, Christian journalist from Canada goes to uh, Gaza and Israel and realizes that she's been lied to about what's going on there. Now, we've been on the ground here in Israel for the past several days, and I've seen a lot. And frankly, this has been one big myth-busting trip. Huh. I came here with an open mind, and I thought, I'm open to see anything, to hear from everyone. We've heard a
a lot of different opinions. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. We've talked to Palestinians. Mm -hmm. We've talked to pollsters. Yeah. We've talked to Israeli members of the Knesset. Yes. We've talked to journalists. We've sure. talked to people from the right, left, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israel, two-state solution. I know what she's going to say. She's going to say the Palestinians have a case here and the Jews are wrong. One-state solution. Hell, there is no solution. Let me tell you some of the things that we found out while what? we were here. The security wall. It's not a wall. Oh. It's a giant fence. Only okay. about 5% of it is a wall. Okay. We found that Palestinians can actually freely come into Israel so long as they're not carrying any pipe bombs what? or what? explosive vests. What? They have to go through the sort of security that's akin to essentially going through an airport. Mm. You know who can't go the other way? Who's that? Yeah, it's actually the Jews. What? It's actually Isra Israelis. Mm. They can't go into Zone A. They can't go into the Palestinian uh, one part of the West Bank. That's according to, to essentially self-prohibition, but also because they know that if they go in there, there's a very good chance they will die. There you go. So uh, you're being played, but you're not following for it, are you? No, you're not. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Coming up, I've got some audio from Donald Trump leaving the courtroom after testifying in New York in a trial where he is accused of taking money from banks and uh, loaning it and then paying it back in full and the banks uh, uh, evaluating the cost of his properties and saying, okay, cool. But a judge says, no, they're worth a lot less. And so the judge has created a crime to try to take down Donald Trump. So we'll get to that in a moment here. The housing market is headed for a 1980-style recession. That's what Wells Fargo is saying, thanks to uh, higher for longer interest rates. Remember what I, I say, welcome back, Carter? I was a little boy when uh, Jimmy Carter was uh, president. We had a war in the Middle East, hostages, and, and uh, interest rates through the uh, ceiling. It's kind of weird how history repeats itself, right? Well, if you're thinking that your house is going to bail you out when you retire, well, it's going to help, but who knows? With regard to this this uh, real estate market, where it's going to go with the Fed in charge. So maybe you ought to consider investing some of your money in precious metals. How about that? You've been thinking about maybe you got a, a 401k over here from another job. Like I, I took my 401k from when I sold cars. We invested it in precious metals. Swiss America is the way to go. President of that company has been there for 30 years. Not going anywhere. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Get this wonderful pamphlet. It's called The Secret War on Cash. It'll show you what the federal government is doing to centralize banking and possibly digitize the currency. That's what they want to do. They've controlled every other part of your life. Couldn't go to church during COVID. Anything else? You suppose they might go for your bank account? Well, duh. Here, if you want a copy of The Secret War on Cash, write down this number. All right? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. You get the, uh, this uh, wonderful uh, War on Cash free, and you can kind of learn a little bit more about it than consider investing in precious metals. Again, the number is 1-800-289-2646 for Swiss America, or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. Here's Donald Trump after his testimony this morning in New York. This is a disgraceful situation. This is an attorney general, Leticia, that went out and uh, campaigned on, I will get Trump. Yeah. I will get Trump no matter what. I'll get Trump, I promise. I'll get him. We have two tapes on her now that have come out since the trial because people took tapes of her because they couldn't believe her ranting and raving like a lunatic. 
but just as the Attorney General of New York State, Letitia James, and she should be allowed to be Attorney General. She's defrauded the public with this trial. Yeah, she should, and she uh, should be disbarred. And eventually, I uh, I hope. Uh, will be disbarred. Um, two of the, uh, at least one of the uh, gag orders uh, with regard to Donald Trump have been uh, uh, stayed, which is pretty good. Um, one of them, uh, the uh, the D.C. Circuit, um, uh, they uh, they issued a, a gag order for Donald Trump, and that has been. Um, Rescinded, so we can talk about this case. But the guy in New York, this guy at the real estate case, he's he's still going after. Here's the thing, guys, and I'm going to tell you again, and I've got more details on this coming next hour. It's up to this judge, and no matter what happens in that courtroom, I believe that judge is going to find Donald Trump at fault and try to take away his empire because he is a plant. He is an apparatchik. That's what it is. We have become the third world. This is bogus. Everybody knows it. We'll take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the final hour of the Rob Carson Show, and here is the number, 800-922-6680. We've got a lot on the plate. It's been a good weekend, um... Gathering and you know, news that's going on probably brought too much to the table today, but we'll we'll get to as much as we can. Um, this is uh, something that I predicted: RFK Jr.'s independent presidential candidate uh, bid likely hurts Biden and helps Trump. That's the uh, uh, latest, I guess, from this here. So it says. Uh, uh, Troy Olson, the Daily Caller, an Army veteran, political author based in New York, and Gavin Mario Wax, great guy. Uh, they, they note there seems to be quite a bit of chatter claiming that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, decision to leave the Democrat Party and run for president as an independent will harm Trump's chances rather than Biden's. While early polling on the question is not very numerous, there's little evidence for their argument and much evidence that an RFK independent run will hurt his party's incumbent party. The uh, two analysts author the upcoming book, co-author, The Emerging, emerging Populist Majority. 
lost. You know what that means? It means people who love America as founded and want to save it. They're calling that populist. And they're trying to make populist not seem uh, popular. But it is. It is. So, uh, and so it said, historically, third party and independent candidates that garner 5% support among voters hurt the incumbent president. Functioning as similar to a, a viable primary challenge within the president's party, but the Democrat Party won't allow that. So he decided to go with uh, an independent run and was polling at 19% last week. So I'm just going to tell you, uh, people aren't going to leave Trump. That's just it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I get some heat about this because, um, you know, I've, I've said I'm going to support Trump. And the reason I do uh, is there are myriad reasons. I thought he did a great job as president. Uh, I know that if you look at all of the malfeasance and bullcrap censorship, lies, uh, indictments, all of that to prevent Donald Trump from running again should give you an example who the deep state hates and who the deep state wants out. And it also should make you realize that this has been political since day one. And most people are getting that. They are, they're kind of just getting a little bit fed up with it. And, uh, and people are kind of uh, uh, just, you know, awake to the reality of the nonsense that our federal government has been perpetrating on them. Uh, anyway, this weekend there was this uh, summit in Florida. It's the Florida Freedom Summit, and uh, there were a bunch of uh, uh, candidates there. The uh, Matt Gates was there, among other things. Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas, who for some reason, or not Arkansas, uh, Asa Hutchinson, he says that, uh, uh, well, this is what he tried to say before people booed him off stage. I assure you, we ignore it at our own peril. Former governor of Arkansas is what I was trying to say. Anyway, people uh, didn't want to hear what he had to say. He's polling at about 3%. They've heard it before. They heard two debates. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you need to boo when somebody speaks, but when it's Chris Christie, oh, heck yeah. This is Chris Christie taking the stage. Chris Christie uh, worked on CNN, uh, sold his soul to, uh, to uh, basically for the man. He hates Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump, his rudeness. He really hates that Donald Trump is, has basically left the old GOP, the old guard GOP, in the rearview mirror. And, and Chris Christie hasn't been invited to the table. That's what he's mad about. He's not running because he thinks he can win. And anybody who thinks he can win, honestly, what kind of weed are you getting? Because it must be pretty seriously good stuff, I mean, if you just want to be delusional. But anyway, here he is uh, trying to talk at this Freedom Summit. The problem is, you want to shout down any voice that says anything different than what you want to hear. All right, now I've got a little bit of him trying to shame the crowd, which is laughable. But listen to his spite here. Listen to his spite. Yep. Look. That, what a shock you're for Trump. I'm going to fall over dead. I'll leave that one now alone. Now look. Now look. Every one of those boos, every one of those catcalls, yes. every one of those yells yes. will not keep it. Yes, sure will not solve one problem we face in this country. And neither will your policies. Will not solve, and will, and will not. And, and Here he is trying to shame the crowd who are better, better educated than most, by the way. They, they're plugged in and they realize who will fail and who worked for the American people and who will again and who has been. And here's another thing. That... None of these candidates will say 
the obvious, which is four indictments coming down against Donald Trump just in time for the election are an attempt to prevent him from being able to run and become the president again. The fact that all of these other candidates will not say that and place their election ahead of a fellow conservative being persecuted by the federal government shows you that they are in this for themselves. They are in this for themselves. Because if I was running against Donald Trump, I would say uh, it's very clear that Donald Trump has been attacked by the left since he got into office. These four indictments are purely political. That should be fairly obvious. Let me explain to you why I'm a better candidate. But instead, people like Chris Christie say, oh, yeah, he's going to get convicted. You should vote for me. That means if he's willing to sell his soul to become a candidate, uh, then he's willing to sell his soul when he becomes the president. Will not and, and will not make this country better. Your anger, your anger, your anger against the truth is reprehensible. No, no, no. Our anger against those who lied and said the government was true is what we're mad about. The, the people who are angry because they knew the truth and were censored by the mainstream media, by big social media, by big tech, which is big social media, and by the federal government is what people are mad about. And this is why you, sir, will never be in public office again unless it's maybe dog catcher. Yeah, I've heard about enough of him. Here is uh, Donald Trump when he took the stage. It was a little bit better uh, reception. Here he is uh, talking about when he, uh, he officially um, got his name on the ballot in Florida. Lisa report that just moments ago I officially filed to appear on the ballot in the Florida Republican primary. So we'll see. This is why I say it's not a fair fight. Which I'm also happy to report that we're leading by about 75 points. So that's. There you go. Here is uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, immigration, uh, which is really important now that the federal government has allowed terrorists to come across our southern border. This is not sustainable. These are millions and millions of people. On day one, I will shut down this travesty, terminate all work permits for illegal aliens, and demand that Congress send me a bill outlawing all welfare payments. To illegal migrants of any kind, we have to ask them to leave. We have to ask them to go home. We have to, and we start with the really bad ones first, if that's okay. Some people say, "Oh, start." <laughs> we got to get the bad ones out. We have yeah. really bad, really bad people, and we got to get them out of here fast because this is a this is a bomb that's waiting to happen. Oh, this yeah. is a terrible thing. It is, and the American people get it. And they see these uh, protests in places like Washington, D.C. that are violent anti-Israel protests that talk about uh, wiping Israel from the face of the earth. And Donald Trump sees those people and wonders why the FBI isn't tracking their cell phones, finding them. And if they're in the country on a student visa preaching the destruction of Israel or defacing the gate in front of the White House like they did, tried to tear down the gate in front of the White House. They're trying to do the same thing they did in 2020, guys. They're trying to do the same damn thing. 
And what will happen if this happens when Donald Trump is the president is he's going to find those people and he's going to get rid of them. And that's what the American people want. All of this bullcrap going on campuses, all of this bullcrap in Washington, D.C. is AstroTurf. The American people don't support it, don't fall for it. You know, right now, if you watch Biden, they look at this guy who doesn't know what the hell's happening. Right now, when they hear me say mass deportation, and we're leading Biden in all the polls, but mass deportation, I'm helping Biden because people are going to stop. It's going to slow him up. Biden came in, he invited everybody in. It's like an invasion of our schools, our hospitals. We don't have hospital space. We don't have anything. There's no country where this would be sustainable. There's no country. Yeah, and the American people get it. And you know who's really starting to get it? People in inner cities. People in places like Chicago. People in places like New York City. Uh, it is unbelievable. And, uh, and you know, you can, you can say all you want about uh, these protests. Like I said, they are, they have to be taken seriously. These people have to be confronted. They have to be confronted. I'm, I, I'm not messing around here. They can, this, this cannot grow. This movement cannot grow. It has to be shut down. And if the FBI ain't going to do it and the federal government ain't going to do it, it's going to have to be you and me. It's going to have to be you and me being vocal, you and me uh, stopping people from tearing down signs of people being held hostage by Hamas, you and me defending the, the, uh, the Jewish kid in your class, you and me defending a Jewish co-worker, you and me defending Jews as they go to Shabbat on, on a Saturday. We have to do it, and we will do it, and this paltry, pathetic attempt at another summer of 2020 it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen because it can't happen. It cannot happen. That said, the, uh, the Biden administration is uh, doing level best to, uh, you know, to act like they're interested. For instance, the uh, education secretary, Miguel Cardonas, who cares more about CRT and transgenderism in schools and has literally uh, presided over <laughs> the destruction of, of kids' uh, education in this country because of COVID and continues to preside over the absolute destruction of inner city schools in America to the detriment of kids of color. He visited Towson University to hear from college students talking about the rise of anti-Semitism on campus, which again should result in uh, children who get caught doing these things being booted from the university, being blacklisted from jobs, there you go. Here's a little bit of, uh, of what's going on at Towson in Baltimore. We're yelling at us. Uh, they proceeded to yell at the rabbi, his wife, and the other Jewish students. About 10 minutes after the incident, they followed another Jewish student to class and started to harass her. Why isn't he on uh, the campus of Harvard? Is it because he's a coward? Probably. Here's a little bit more from a student being harassed at Towson for being Jewish. Universities are not shutting this down around the country. And I beg the Department of Education to intervene with these universities from a federal level in order to enhance pressure to take down these hateful protests that erupt in violence. Yeah. And uh, Kamala Harris says it's just kids expressing themselves. And here is uh, Miguel Cardona, the worst education secretary in history, commenting about it. I'm not Jewish, but I'm appalled and horrified at what I'm hearing mm -hmm. across the country. Yeah. And I want to tell you directly, we've got your back and we're not going to allow for that. How, how do you have the backs of Jewish people when you're doing nothing? 
when you've allowed millions of illegals to come across the border, when your DOJ, FBI, CIA, DHS have done everything they can to silence conservatives as anti-Semitism grew hotbeds of it at university campi in cities around the country, they let that rise while they were going after you and I. Unbelievable, right? Let's take a break and come back. I want to move into a little bit about what's going on in Washington with uh, uh, Jim Comer, a lot of subpoenas coming, and then this. Uh, Pete Buttigieg accidentally slipped and showed us all that the Biden administration is moving off of EVs. And I think it's to save themselves from humiliation. I'll share the the telling quote coming up from his mouth. This is the Rob Carson Show. I was just, uh, you know, just kind of cruising through Instagram. Benny Johnson, who's a Newsmax contributor and... uh, a, uh, I guess, a gonzo journalist, maybe. <laughs> uh, he went to uh, Lafayette uh, Park in front of the White House today where um, the uh, very large statue in the center of the, uh, of the park was spray-painted with death to America and America with three Ks equals pigs. Yeah. You going to let 2020 happen again? Try that in a small town, kids. Try that in a small town. Um, this is, this is, they're trying it again. I told you this. Tucker Carlson said it. Things are going to get insane. They're going to try crazy, crazy stuff. And they're going to try and do another summer of 2020. We aren't going to let them destroy like that. We're going to stop them. We're going to, we're going to, we need to all become Kyle Rittenhouse. Not necessarily saying you need to arm yourself with a gun, but you do need to arm yourself and be ready. For the nonsense. And the children who spray-painted that on those uh, statues need to be found, and they need to be punished. I, I think you recall all, this, all the burning and all the statues being torn down. What did it take to stop it? Donald Trump said, if you, if you take down a statue on federal land, you're going to jail for 10 years. There you go. It's time for these children to get the spanking they deserve. Stay focused. Let's go to Claude in Arbutus. Hello, Claude. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Rob. I would love to meet you. I, I don't know if you have any more passes. That I would love to meet you, man. Uh, well, let me, let, Claude, you're yeah. a regular caller. I want you to hold on. Give Brian your number. I'll see what I can do. I can't okay. do this for everybody, but I know you, Claude. You're a regular caller. Brian, get his number. I'll see what I can do. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, we, we cannot keep putting up with this nonsense with people hurting these Jewish people, man. Yes. And I own my own security company and a protective agency. And I even told the one guy that was with you to present it the colors to you. Remember him, Mark? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I even told him he's afraid to go to school now. Really? And I told him, if you want me to come there and protect you, I will do it for nothing. Because it's not right. And we should not put up with this nonsense. The FBI should be putting them in jail. Yep. What? Loading them up in federal prison. Dude, I'm going to tell you what, if you've got a student threatening, if you've got a student on campus who is threatening or harassing a Jewish student, his or her ass should be out of that university post-haste. You're done. You're done. You're an anti-Semite. Get off. Go home. Live with your mom and dad. See what mommy and daddy have to say about the kid they sent off to school who now is harassing Jewish kids. 
That's what I want to see, Claude. Claude, are you there? I must have knocked Claude off his socks there. Yeah, that, if, if this has to end, okay, you cannot have kids going to college being threatened as Jewish kids. You cannot have kids hiding on campus who are Jewish. Are you out of your mind? Shut down these institutions. Take away their federal funding. Unless they're not willing, if they're not willing to find the people perpetrating these acts and expelling them from school, then you need to take your kid out of the school. This is very, very serious stuff. It's absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Oh, I want to mention this real quick. Pete Buttigieg, he is our uh, energy, our, our tra- transportation secretary. And um, automakers are waking up to the reality that EVs are for posers. Now, Pete Buttigieg has been talking electric vehicles since day one. You need an AV, EV, it's rising. But the problem is, he doesn't drive one. Listen. I think I, I think they're going to remain competitive. I think they'll be competing in different ways than they newer companies. Now It'll continue EVs. to be interesting. They're I mean, competitive now with EVs, are they? Look, from one year to the next, you're going to see some of these ups and downs. But I mean, we it's drive. Not, it's a down because nobody's buying them. I've uh, a Pacifica. I never thought I was going to be a minivan listen, person. Listen. An and EV. Then, and then we he had wants kids. One of those, it's, it's a plug-in, so it's a hybrid. Oh, so it's not an EV. It's a hybrid. You want an EV? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You want a Pacifica? That's I want you I want a Pacifica like he's got. Yeah, we plug it in, the first oh, 30 or 40 miles runs on electric, then it switches to gas. Yeah. But that, that has fossil fuel. Long road trip, right? Uh, but my point is that the U.S. auto industry, where they're talking about the, the, the newer companies that, that grew up around this, like a Tesla, or the big three, they're all finding ways to, to compete. No, they're not. They're all pulling the plug. All of them, the big three, $12 billion postponed from Ford on building EVs. Three and a half billion dollar Michigan-China battery partnership does a fakes plant. They stopped it. GM's doing the same thing. And this guy, Pete Buttigieg, has a plug-in hybrid with a gas engine. They're trying to save face while backing away from EVs, which have never been tenable. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. This is uh, Trump attorney Alina Haba, who's a rock star outside of court in New York. Uh, the thing about this, uh, one of the cases that against Donald Trump, so the judge in New York, remember he was uh, smiling when MSNBC's camera tally light came on. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, a clearly a complete leftist. He's made up his mind. That's why he was appointed for this. And just to make sure that Donald Trump is convicted of something, they got rid of a jury. Here is what she had to say about what the judge said today. Not here to hear what he has to say. The judge said, I'm not here to hear what Mr. Trump has to say. That was what rang true, loud, and could not have been more honest, coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney, and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Miss James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar. 
call the company fraudulent and make a name for herself. Yeah, and it's uh, ridiculous because everybody in New York City knows that Donald Trump has created wealth in that town. He has employed tens of thousands of people and the only reason he is a target is because the democrat party doesn't want him back in the white house the deep state doesn't want him back in the white house because everything they've done has been exposed they just need to get to the next stolen election so they can codify everything but we're not going to let that happen are we no we are not and, you know, this is going to get hot and heavy. Things are going to get bigger as the uh, weeks progress. This is a big week for the investigation into Joe Biden and his, his uh, absolute corruption. We have the most corrupt president in the history of the country as the president of the United States. It should be fairly obvious. It should be obvious to the American media. But it isn't. They're lying to you. They've looked at the mountains of evidence, the, the payoffs, now the checks literally happening, coming from Chinese companies to his son, $400,000, 10% for the big guy, $40,000 check to Joe Biden. It's very obvious. There are mountains of evidence that Joe Biden has spent his entire career selling out the United States of America. That's how he got a, he paid cash for a $2.7 million beach house within weeks of getting $10 million from communist China to his family. You know why I know Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in the history of the country? Because I'm not stupid. That's why. Here's Jim Comer talking to, uh, James Comer talking to Maria Bartiromo about uh, the web of deception that Joe Biden has managed to uh, preside over that's being uncovered. The IRS has obstructed, the DOJ has obstructed, the Treasury has obstructed, FBI has obstructed, and the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee have pretty much... Yeah, the FBI has obstructed. The FBI has literally gone after uh, Joe Biden's political opponent and ignored the absolute corruption of Joe Biden and his family. This is why I say the FBI has to be dissembled. You rehire the the good agents, but the agency goes bye-bye. This is you 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 screwed the pooch FBI on this. You screwed the pooch. The American people don't trust you anymore. After Joe Biden said raid Mar-a-Lago and find something and you said, "Okay. Okay." And you did it. And you did it. More from Jim Comer. Much been the Biden legal defense team. But through it all, we have followed the money. We've done this the right way. We've subpoenaed bank accounts. And now we have enough bank accounts, Maria, where we can actually trace the money. We can connect the dot with the series of transactions. Don't expect an apology from any of the letter networks. You should just ignore them. Actions. That's called money laundering. And this was a very organized criminal enterprise by the Biden family. Uh, this wasn't just some drug addict uh, you know, doing concoctions and, and, and making wild transactions. This was very organized. And the reason they did these, these uh, complicated transactions was to uh, disguise the source of the revenue and to deceive the IRS. Yeah, there you go. They didn't pay any taxes on it. That should make Democrats go crazy. Right? <laughs> that should make him go crazy. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is being pursued for saying that his properties cost more than the judge says they're worth. And Letitia James says they're worth. And yet all of these banks that loaned billions of dollars looked at the properties that Donald Trump were using as collateral and said, yeah, 
they're worth it. Let us give you the money. Gave him the money, and he paid it back with interest. That's what he's being persecuted for. It's not, gonna, it's not going to stand. Eventually, this is all going to fall. And eventually, the people who perpetrated this nonsense are going to be held accountable for it. That's what, that's what Donald Trump considers his uh, retribution, by the way, and our retribution that we'd like to see. Uh, the key is, with hiding money, I don't know if you do this, using the term loan a lot. Anytime the Bidens have money, they're going to claim it was a loan because you don't have to report loans oh, on yeah. your taxes. If you're the IRS and you're just looking at someone's taxes, you would never know huh. that Joe Biden got two checks for loan repayments, 200000 and 40000 You wouldn't know about all the money that, that we're going to show that James Biden took in and Hunter Biden took in from loans. Yeah, yeah the $200,000 loan that was paid with a check with, a, with the memo loan repayment in it. No interest, no taxes. Yeah. Uh, one more cut from Jim Comer, who's going to be subpoenaing subpoenaing uh, up to 40 Biden associates and family members. We All we see in the Biden transactions are loans, loans, loans. But you never see where they made any interest payments what? on loans. Very seldom do you what? see where they even made a principal payment what? on the loans. What type of documentation do you have on these loans? I think the subpoenas are imminent. I think this is going to be a big week. I would predict uh, somewhere around two dozen subpoenas uh, in the very near future. This was a very organized criminal scheme. There you go. Uh, and eventually it's going to be exposed. And what's really uh, good about this is that the complicity of the federal government, like it's never been seen before, will be exposed. It has been exposed. That's one of the positives about this. I know it gets to be very frustrating after a while uh, with all the nonsense and all the lies and stuff. But eventually the truth is going to come out. The truth will come out. So there you go. That's uh, that's what's happening this week as far as um, Jim Culver is concerned. Um, let me move on to, oh yes, I didn't talk about uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the head of, um, of Ukraine, Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Did you hear that when he was uh, talking this weekend on television in America that he accidentally dropped the, the F-bomb on Meet the Press yesterday? Listen to him. Before you go, if you want to share, what keeps you going? Do you ever feel defeated? I have a lot of power. But even... Did you just hear that? Hold on a second. Listen to this. Listen to this. What keeps you going? Do you ever feel defeated? I have a lot of power. There you go. That's good to know. It got a lot of power. <laughs> but even feeling strong... Yeah, and yeah. have a lot of energy. Energy. It doesn't mean Burr. that we want to fight life because the price is high, like I said. Because the yeah, about $120 billion so far. War takes the best of us, the best heroes, the best men, women, children. That's it. But we are not ready to give our freedom to this Putin. That's it. Uh-oh, drop the F-bomb on, uh, on NBC. Now listen to this. Listen to this. CNN does a report on Ukraine and literally says from people inside leadership in Ukraine that the war is a stalemate and it's not going to be won. We're not going to be able to beat Russia. All right, literally. This is a CNN report. And then I want you to hear... 
Joe Biden uh, affiliates talking about how, oh, yeah, we're totally winning. So somebody wants this war. And it appears that Ukraine and Ukrainians are realizing nothing's going to happen here. But our federal government is gung-ho. Now, we sent $120 billion there. None of it has been accounted for at all. We know that the president's son was employed by a Ukrainian gas company because they needed him in the company so they could get a Ukrainian prosecutor looking into the company for corruption fired by Joe Biden. Joe Biden admitted that he got him fired, all right? So we're sending all of this money there. Now Ukraine is saying we're not going to win, but that hasn't changed the people in the deep state in Washington, D.C. And I have a funny funny feeling. It's about the money. Uh, Duh. After months of a counteroffensive to wrest territory from Russia, new reporting from Time magazine reveals that while Ukrainian President Zelensky is still deeply committed to the fight, some of his advisors are worried. One of Zelensky's aides telling Time he deludes himself. We're out of options. We're not winning. But try telling him that. And that sobering assessment extends beyond the civilian government. Ukraine's commander-in-chief for the armed forces saying this to The Economist. What? Just like in the First World War, we have reached the level of technology that puts us into a stalemate. There will likely be no deep and beautiful breakthrough. A stalemate which was not the characterization over the last several months. Now, so uh, insiders in Ukraine are saying we're at a stalemate. We are at an impasse. It's not going to go anymore. Tens of thousands of people have died. Okay? Donald Trump has said, I could end this. I believe he could. I do. Uh, But anyway, but this is what the Biden administration is about, is saying, about what's going on over there. They've already acknowledged that they're not going as far as fast as they would like. That said, they are moving. Um, uh, It's not a stalemate. Uh, They're not just frozen. The Ukrainians are moving. We do not assess that uh, the conflict is a stalemate. We are seeing it continue to take territory uh, on a methodical, systematic basis. We've seen good progress in the counteroffensive, which is very heartening. We want to make sure that Ukraine has what it needs not only to succeed in the counteroffensive, but has what it needs for the long term. Yeah, how about um, we talk ceasefire? And you know, you want a ceasefire uh, between Israel and uh, and Hamas, who just went over on October the seventh and wholesale slaughtered men, women, children, uh, Holocaust survivors who've lived eighty years with a memory of of the Holocaust, and they died in the same fashion that their family members did. And our White House is calling for a ceasefire, but not so much when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. I wonder why that is. Why do you suppose that is? Huh. It, it kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, here is a Zelensky saying that Trump would not end the war. Now, he did invite Donald Trump to come over and, and, and solve it. And Trump turned him down this morning. President Zelensky, former President Trump, who is the GOP frontrunner, has said that if he is reelected, he could end this war in 24 hours. What is your reaction and message to former President Trump about that? Former President Trump 
said that about 24 hours that he can manage it and finish the war. For me, uh, what can I say? So he's very welcome, first of all. President Biden was here and he, I think he understood some details which you can understand only being here. So I invite President Trump, if he can come here, I will need 24 minutes Yes, 24 minutes, not more. Yes, not more, 24 minutes to explain President Trump that he can't manage this war. Oh, I think he can manage it better than you. I guess the, the thing again, and I'll, I'll uh, wrap things up on this, but <clears throat> right now in uh, Ukraine, uh, the Russians, uh, they target civilian areas they do and they have been targeting civilian areas and civilians have died men women and children have died there's not been one call for a ceasefire there has not been one call so humanitarian aid can come in there is not a pause in hostilities being called for by the united states government what should that be telling you it should be telling you that we don't have friendly parties in our federal government. We've got a lot of people uh, who are uh, not good people in charge. That's what it should tell you. Let's take a break and come back. I've got something very funny on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Phone lines, Bill in Baltimore, the home of the 7-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. What the what? Uh, Bill, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Hi, Rob. Uh, I just wanted to say, where was Obama when all those uh, deals was going down with the Biden family all over the world? Why was his, why was his involvement on all this? Because Obama, who else was involved? Well, but you know that Obama, he knew of the uh, the 51 Intel letter uh, about Hunter Biden's laptop being disinformation. He knew that it was true. He knew that the FBI had called off the investigation into Hillary Clinton's Global Foundation. He knew that the FBI was censoring. He knows all of this. Uh, Barack Obama is a sucker puncher. He is. He stands in the background and he lets others take the punches for him. But he's the guy who's implementing the policy. It's very clear. It's yeah, very clear. I want to say, somebody, when the Biden family was doing all those deals with the China, the Russia, and everybody else, why was his involvement? He had to know something. You know what? The president, right? The, yes, of course. Well, the only way we're going to find that out is if we get uh, Donald Trump in office. I'm not meaning to make this a sh you know be a shill for uh, uh, Trump, but it's the only he's the only person who's going to do it. Ain't going to be Nikki Haley. Ain't going to be Chris Christie. So uh, that's what I had to say. Bill, thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. I do have something fun I want to talk about. Let's talk about transgendered female athletes who were born dudes. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah, she's got 
You know, I think we're kind of at the end of this uh, nonsense. Have you ever noticed that all of the trans athletes who are winning medals are the people who were dudes, born dudes, and they just get into uh, uh, athletics with women because they can beat them, because they have no shame and they're pathetic? Female student uh, hockey player suffered horrific facial injuries after being struck by a shot from a male imp- uh, opponent. Footage of the horror accident saw the woman collapse and scream in agony after the ball hit her in the face, with the male players participating, sparking bashla- backlash despite being allowed under Massachusetts law. This happened during the Dighton Rehoboth Super uh, Game, uh, and the the uh, atten- the superintendent, I should say, Dighton. Dighton Rehoboth Superintendent Bill Rooney told alarmed parents that the injury to their student dramatically magnifies the concerns about player safety. Here's the thing. This woman, this young woman, got her teeth knocked out. A couple teeth knocked out by this jackweed who has the strength of two women because he's a dude. This is the same kind of... Look at, I want you to look at how women in our country are being treated by the left versus women in the Middle East. I'm not screwing around that we would allow women to be beaten by men in sports and not defend them and have their careers ruined as athletes to the point that they're not even signing up for athletics. Unreal. Oh, and Glamour Magazine is named a transgender biological male uh, as the 2023's Woman of the Year. Thought you should. Gina Rosera, a biological man, as their pick for the Woman of the Year, would say announced November the 1st. Women being replaced. Where have we heard that before? Interesting. Let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Stay focused. we got a lot of tribulations to get through, but I think good is going to win. I know good is going to win, okay? God bless you guys. God bless Israel. And until tomorrow, whatever you do, do not catch the stupid and listen to the podcast. Newsmax.com slash listen. I'll see you then. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com